The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Dear Media IRL is back, and we're showing up bigger, better, and louder than ever. Join us on May 4th in Austin, Texas, for the ultimate live podcasting experience. Watch and learn from your favorite Dear Media hosts as they bring their insightful discussions from your headphones to the stage. Get ready to be inspired, entertained, and watch audio get a makeover. Tickets are on sale now at dearmedia.com slash IRL. See you on May 4th in Austin. In Texas. Hey guys, this is Note to Self, and I'm your host, Peyton Sarton. From Q&As and breakup tips to simply navigating every stage of life, Note to Self is a space to get messy, explore new perspectives, and ultimately empower yourself and others. Grab some wine or a mocktail, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Note to Self. I'm sitting here with my friend, Summer. We're in Scottsdale, Arizona right now. I've been waiting to have Summer on for a while now, so I'm really excited. So can you give us a little a little intro, a little bio to you for people who don't know you? Oh, my gosh. I'm not prepared. <laughs> um, no pressure. <laughs> I know, right? Um, I'm an influencer. I've been doing it for about four years now, mm-hmm. maybe five, mm-hmm. but went full time in like 2026. Mm-hmm. Uh, Capricorn. You just turned 26. I just turned 26. Yeah. Oh my God. What what did you turn? 30. Oh my gosh. I turned 30 30. on December 30th. So it was like a fun. That's so exciting. Yeah. Um, What else? I don't know. I I can't (laughs) talk about myself. (laughs) So I originally started following Summer years and years ago. It must have been 2020 time, maybe even pre, I think. Mm -hmm. And just like watching you and your story, you know, one, creating content on TikTok. I feel like TikTok's like, you're just so, so good at it. I think I followed you on Instagram first though. And then TikTok, you're definitely, Summer's more of like a fashion girly. Like you like take the risks, you do the stuff. Yeah. I took a lot of risks. Mm -hmm. I was doing, I was posting like three times a day for like two years when I was in college. I was like bartending at the same time. Yeah. I don't even know what my goal was. Honestly, Mm -hmm. everyone asked like, was that what you were going for? But I don't know what I was doing. I was just being creative and posting and then TikTok happened and it was just fun. Mm-hmm. Like it was just cool to make silly videos and be girly at home when there's nothing else to do, you know? Yeah. And get like free clothes, of course. Yeah. That's the case for doing what you love just because you love it. Yes. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like if you don't, I think that's a good thing to start out with because people, I think a question that I get a lot and I don't really know why I specifically get this question, but I'm sure you do too, is like, mm. how do you know what you want to do or how do you know what you want, you want to do with your life? Which one I'm like, I'm only 30 years old. I don't know what I want to do with my life. Mm-hmm. Hopefully I have a lot of life ahead of me and we'll see what happens. But I think a good place to start is just naturally finding the things that you love and doing those things Yeah, and I seeing agree. what comes of it. Mm-hmm. Cause it seems like that's what you did. Yeah. And also I think I knew that I didn't, want to work for anyone. Mm-hmm. I did have a lot of like ran, well, not a lot of random jobs, but I was a hostess. Mm-hmm. And that was easy. That was by no means hard, but I didn't enjoy having to ask for time off. I wanted to travel when I wanted to. I'm very spontaneous. Mm-hmm. I just really don't like asking people for permission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's actually a key point to the job that we do. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot of permission being asked and just kind of like doing whatever you want and like 
seeing who likes and seeing who doesn't and aggregating an audience accordingly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I see that difference when I hang out with friends that have nine to fives or my best friend, she's a nurse mm-hmm. and, or my mom, you know, yeah. like being in the army, very, a lot to of the permission. Point, <laughs> yeah. yes. Like very like by the rule book. Mm-hmm. And I realize I clash with people like that sometimes mm-hmm. in certain conversations because I'll just say like, well, just do, why don't you just do what you want? Like, why do you have to ask? Or wait, why are you following rules? Like mm-hmm. that my mind just does not follow rules yeah. or like guidelines ever. Yes. That's very Capricorn coded of you. So true. Like very, <laughs> like no one's going to tell me what to do. Yeah. I'm very much like that. Mm-hmm. And I will do quite literally anything. I will take any risk I need to take to ensure that my life feels like my own. Yes. And it's, it can be hard to make decisions like that because there can be a very unsafe decisions. Mm-hmm. But I think the worst thing in my, for me is operating in a space where I'm like confined mm-hmm. by someone else's rules. Cause I'm very much like that too. Like systems, anything like bureaucracy, not really my thing, but I will say my dad was in the military. Mm-hmm. He loves systems and bureaucracy. It like gives him, I think it gives him less options so he can really do well with the options he's given and like exceed like you're gonna you give my dad a task he will do the task better than you've ever seen anyone do the task he's in competition with the other people doing the task he's obsessed with being the best and that works for him and he's lived an amazing life he's like a fucking hyper genius (laughs) fighter pilot guy so I can't ever say like that's worse than what I'm doing you know I mean it's just for some people and it's not for some people my sister's very similar she wants the rule she needs all the rules and then she's going to be so good at those rules And I'm just like, why are these the rules? Yes, (laughs) I'm very much like, well, why do we need to follow them? Who made made them? (laughs) How do they know? I didn't make those rules (laughs) here. (laughs) This is my life. Yeah. But there is like two different sides. And I feel like I respect people on both sides. But for me, that really, that's kind of how I live my life. It's like, I want to make my own rules as much as humanly possible. Yeah. It took me a long time to figure that out. Mm -hmm. I feel like that comes with age. And you Mm -hmm. realize I'm not different in a bad way I'm just different in my own way yeah and I need to continue to live by my own rules versus mm-hmm. theirs because I'll be unhappy if I do yeah. by theirs because I'm I'm never going to actually succeed in their eyes or mm-hmm. through their guidelines because I don't even understand them I don't the understand beginning. the rules and also it's not going to make you happy at the at the end of yeah. the day because I think for me the one thing I do value above all like the only reason I do anything ever is for freedom I just want freedom yes so when it comes to making money it's not like I want money to like just like have a bunch of cool stuff or whatever I want Mm -hmm. to make money so I have freedom with my time and I can like choose to do whatever I want and have freedom where like where I want to live where I want to eat what I want to wear where I want to travel to I just want less and less restrictions absolutely so freedom is really really important to me but that's why we don't work well in like a maybe a more corporate environment or a more oh maybe stable environment. I could you know I I tell mean? people that all the time. Like I was, when I worked at the Mayfair group, it was yeah, kind yeah. of corporate. I mean, mm-hmm. it was a small business, but like even having team meetings, I just didn't like them. Mm-hmm. I just didn't understand them at all. We're not team players. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I feel bad saying that, but yeah. it's just, I'm like, you're wrong and yeah. I'm right. So <laughs> this isn't going to work out. I think this is a case though, because I sometimes, again, I want to really want to harp on the fact that Everyone has their different way of being like motivated and how they mm. want to live their life. Yeah, how Sometimes, do you motivate yourself? So 
sometimes I'm pretty negative. I'm very negative. Yeah. I get in downward spirals. Mm-hmm. Um, like negative reinforcement. Like you're not going to pay your bills if you don't yes, do this. No, like, Which is not the case. Nervous. Yeah. Nervous. Like I'm always in a state. Like when I don't, I talked to Joe about this last night because my boyfriend Joe's job is very military adjacent. Really? And that. It's, it reminds me like growing up in the military, it re- kind of reminds me of it sometimes because it's so intensely strict with their time. And like, if I want to see him, like, it's almost like when my dad would get, we would have to move to a different city yeah, or whatever. We'd get relocated to Dustin, Florida from Panama City, Florida, for example. We have to move for his job. The whole family moves. It's for a purpose. It's for his job. He has to be there. Mm-hmm. There's not rules where he can be like, well, let me just take some time off and let me just do like, you know, mm-hmm. this as well as anyone, there are so many intense rules and there's so many intense rules about baseball. So Joe has eight months of a season. There's in the six months that they play the regular season, there's 163 or so games. Oh my gosh, there's a game a every day, like next month or in April, the first real full month of the actual season, there's 27 games in, in 30 days. Wow. And it's not like a thing where I can be like, Hey Joe, like Coachella's happening. Like, do you want to come with me? He's like, no, like I've literally been prison. Like I can't leave. <laughs> and then if they go to playoffs, it's more. He's actually, uh, they started spring training yesterday. So he is up at the field every day at 7.45 AM. He's done at like two ish. Oh and then gosh. we have to like do a lot of rest and relaxation. He doesn't really drink during this time period. He's just very focused. And it will be like this until the end of September at the very earliest and then like October. So like, and he gets told like, you are now playing for the Milwaukee Brewers. You are now going to live there. And I'm like, okay, let's pack up the things. Let's do the stuff, like whatever. But I think the military gave me like a lot of ability to do that, mm-hmm. to be moved, you know, very like, I don't know, like existing chaos, I guess. Totally. But I couldn't, I can live adjacent to those jobs, but I couldn't do the job. You know totally. what I mean? Yeah. Cause he could literally walk into the facilities tomorrow and they could be like, we traded you to Detroit. And now, or we could could move to Milwaukee and he could go into the facility and they could be like, Hey, you're going to Detroit, be there in 48 hours. And we'd have to move. And like, he doesn't have a choice. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, that's where you're going now. So that's how it reminds me of the military a lot. Yeah. But I think I don't really mind living adjacent to it. I just don't know if I could do it myself, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of, I have a lot of respect for people who do it. Is the point of all of the things I just said. Mm -hmm. My point is I am always adjacent to people who live those lives. And that's how I know. I don't think it would be for me because it's just there's some level of stability that I have in myself and maybe it's like a trust in myself. And that's, I think a huge thing for someone who is their own boss, finding a way Mm -hmm. to motivate yourself, going out into the world and like doing things that don't really follow any sort of set rules. You have to set those rules for yourself when it comes to our job specifically, like it's just Mm -hmm. really chaotic sometimes. And you kind of have to like set your own pace and schedule and plan kind of out of thin air sometimes and just kind of roll with a punch to see what works, see what doesn't all across the board. So I think the center of that is trusting yourself. And I feel like you've been someone who's been able to trust yourself for longer than I was able to do so. Like you, I feel like I've noticed in you, you trust yourself or trusted yourself seemingly earlier than I was able to do so. Oh, like at an earlier age? Yeah, yeah. I see. I mean, I guess it comes from a part of me that I'm kind of forced to. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to go to a nine to five. I don't Mm want to work for somebody. So I really have to keep pushing the envelope. Yeah. And I think even the industry pressures you mm-hmm. in a sense. If mm-hmm. you don't have anyone to rely on, like if you don't have like family money or, yeah, yeah. you know, like you really have to push yourself because no one else is going to, mm-hmm. you know, like you do. my mom, I think is always there for me, mm-hmm. of course. And I know that. And I'm so grateful, 
but she's also an immigrant. So I watched her have to build everything for her family. Yeah. So I feel a responsibility that I have to continue that mm -hmm. and kind of like do better than she did. Not saying she didn't do good enough. Of course, but you're building off. Keep building off of what she built yeah. and make her proud. And then mm -hmm. also like make my daughter like feel like she can do anything she wants. Yeah. The same way my mom made me feel that way. Today's episode is sponsored by Stitch Fix. So have you ever considered your clothes as the storybook of your life chapters? I definitely feel like I am living a, a play and this is the wardrobe. You know what I mean? Picture having the ideal wardrobe to match your 2024 era. Whether you're picking up a new activity this year, looking for maternity wear, or simply bored by your old choices, the stylists at Stitch Fix curate the perfect look for your unique journey. Stitch Fix is the best way to shop new styles and brands. Think of them as your style partner. Your stylist will learn more about your tastes and collaborate with you on looks you'll love without breaking the bank. You simply share your preferences, sizes, and budget, and Stitch Fix sends you five items and a fix, which is like their shipment, right to your door. With your choices in mind and sizes from XS to 3XL, they will find your perfect fit. Try everything on at home, keep what you like, and send back the rest. Shipping and returns are always free. They have over a thousand brands and styles, so no matter what season of life you're in, Stitch Fix has you covered. Simply order a refresh as needed or set it and forget it with regular fixes. You are totally in control. Over time, Stitch Fix and their season style experts will match you with greater precision to perfect pieces for you based on your likes and dislikes. It's so, so easy. I think Stitch Fix is one of those things that I'd like everything on subscription, to be quite honest. And I like to be mindless about as much as possible in my life. Just make it automatic, make it easy. And Stitch Fix does this for you. If you ever have anxiety about getting dressed or honing in on your style, or if you just don't have time to just scour the internet for things, Stitch Fix is going to be your best friend. So thanks Stitch Fix. They just get me and they will get you too. Try today at stitchfix.com slash note to self and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com slash note to self, stitchfix.com slash note to self. Today's episode is sponsored by Olive and June. So Olive and June has changed the game when it comes to nails. I think in the past, I have really underestimated how much happier I am with a great manicure specifically because everyone can always see your hands. I feel like it's the easiest way to look put together. So Olive and June has these manicure systems. They also have a petty system and a press-on system, which I'll get to in a second because I love press-ons. But basically in this manicure system, they have everything you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. They have salon grade tools designed just for you to DIY, which is absolutely wonderful. You customize your manicure box with your choice of six polishes. And this polish doesn't chip. It lasts seven days or more, which is super iconic. And this breaks down to just $2 a manicure, which is such a steal because sometimes I go to the, I go get my nails done and I am gasping by the end. One, I hate going to the nail salon. I absolutely hate it, which we'll talk about in a second. And I double hate it when I sit there and I have had my hands held down for a while. Being able to do nothing gives me anxiety. And I also hate the bill because that is expensive. It's very expensive. So just $2 a manicure Hot girls are saving money this year, I heard, in 2024. So this is a dream come true. For me, I am also loving their press-on system. I, one, love all the options, okay? They come in a cute little pack. It has everything you need for the press-ons. And 
the options in terms of like design and color and length, they have like extra short, short, like they have like so many options. I really like the extra short or the short because I just like my nails to be more manageable. I hate typing with super long nails. Point being is Olive and June has absolutely changed my life with these systems. So visit oliveandjune.com slash note to self for 20% off your first Manny system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash N-O-T-E-T-O-S-E-L-F for 20% off your first Manny system. Let's go back to your childhood because your Mm -hmm. mother was in the army. Did y'all move around a lot? Oh my gosh. I went to 12 schools. Oh my God. So pretty much every year. Yeah. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like we didn't have to move all that much because my dad was only in for 13 years. Okay. Like I was born on an air base and then he flew a plane called the F-15 that they only had in specific basis. Okay. So it wasn't like, oh, we could just like, they move us in active duty every two years or whatever it was. We would just move back and forth between bases in Florida because that's where the plane was. Oh, that's so nice. At least you're so in Florida. Nice. I know. It was you're like Florida. by the beach. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to El Paso, the Texas, literally, <laughs> We were literally, so the first option that they had when my parents were, my mom got pregnant with me at 21 and oh, that's so young, young. They were just engaged. She moved. She left college to go be with my dad. And it was either Clover, New Mexico or Panama City, Florida. And they both were like, Florida, Skirt, Panama City, because it's beautiful. It's like yeah. on the beach, whatever. It was so fun for them. But we got really lucky. And I think he went to do, you know, they were going to send us overseas. So he literally switched planes because my mom didn't want to do that mm-hmm. to go be in the Texas Air National Guard. So okay. we got to move to Houston, stay there for like four years straight. That's so nice. Which is so rare for the for the military. Yeah. So I moved a bunch by most people's standards, but 12 schools is, it's I cannot ridiculous. imagine. Yeah. I cannot imagine. Yeah. I, I try to talk to my mom about it. I, I think honestly, like my mom is just, she wanted to build something really great for her family. And mm-hmm. she knew what you could get out of the military if you Absolutely. really worked hard. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's exactly what she did. And she moved her ranks all the way up to lieutenant colonel. So oh my God. Yeah, she worked really hard. Yeah. I mean, she was even deployed. She even went to Kuwait. Like okay. that blows my mind, you know? that. So she was she in the army that. like boots on the ground. Yeah. That is so crazy. Like, and the army's hard. I know. Like They're the like, army's army crawling <laughs> Like the army's crazy, okay? No, she'd always wake up. Like you said, Joe's waking up early for practice. Like my mom's out of the house sometimes at 4 Mm -hmm. full, fully suited in this uniform, like strapping on these boots and like has a gun in the closet. Like these- Oh my God, um, your mother. What is it? A bulletproof vest. (laughs) I tried that on. I don't know. Is your mom like a petite- woman oh, too. she's five foot <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> tiny she is a five foot immigrant woman mm-hmm. the single mother as well mm-hmm. and she's filipino so that you is... know she kind of she feels like she's really got to prove something yeah. and and she definitely proved herself you know like she's so yeah. badass and, your mom might I be the most like that amazing woman i've literally ever heard of and i'm literally, i'm not just saying that like that is first of all just the visual of it yeah. makes me be like yeah like i want to like I'm going to ride for your mom. <laughs> totally. Like imagine I'm like, her like shooting guns yeah. and then she comes home and I'm like, I'm hungry. You yeah, know, yeah. it's like, I it was just you. nonstop, you yeah. know? And she worked the second shift. She's a single mom. Mm-hmm. So it's like, she worked all day from like training at 5 a.m. And it's not like she's going to Pilates no. at 5 a.m. She's literally army crawling and mm-hmm. like. She's training for war, actually. Training for literal war. war. Yeah. 
<laughs> and mm-hmm. I'm over here like so different from her. Like I don't, I never really saw her like that as a yes. kid. I yeah. didn't understand mm-hmm. the gravity of her being in the military. And and her situation too, yeah. and, like using the military to her advantage. I think mm-hmm. that's something that sometimes makes me sad about like when I study politics, it was, I saw my dad go into the military. I didn't realize his reasoning for it was that he didn't come from a lot of money and it was a way to go to school. That's exactly the same thing. Yeah. And he loved, he likes the structure of it. And Mm -hmm. he honestly just really wanted to fly fly fighter jets. Like that was his goal. Like he just loved it. Yeah. Um, It wasn't like a, I don't think a taste for like patriotism in America. I think it was very like, I want to fly fighter jets. And I think a lot of people wonder that when Mm -hmm. I say come from a military family, I think they, sometimes think like, oh, are you like ride or die Mm -hmm. for politics? Like, are you conservative? Yeah, yeah. But my mom's never pressured politics on me. The only Mm -hmm. thing she's really wanted me to do is to be active in it and vote. She's never pressed any type of view on me actually. And I'm really grateful for that. Mm -hmm. I mean, she wanted me to join the military. Wouldn't that be hilarious? My dad was like, why don't y'all become fighter pilots? (laughs) My sister and I are like- So simple, um, why don't you just fly a jet? (laughs) Yeah, like- First of all, there's a lot of different things you need to do before that. Oh my God. And I also re- really respect people like your mom because I think that when I say military life, baseball feels adjacent to military life. Mm-hmm. It is not the same in a lot of ways. Like I'm like, this feels like military life, but like no one's going to war. No one's going to die. Yeah. When he leaves, he's gone for like a lot of time. Like it's a lot of games. It's a long season with, you know, a lot of travel, but they're not. My dad was deployed as well a few mm-hmm. times to the Middle East. He's not gone for like four or five months at a time. You know what I mean? Like Mm. fighter pilots get the best of it. Like they don't have to go for a full year, but I always really respect even like knowing your mom's story, all of that, the simple aspect of her being in the army and being boots on the ground is really intense experience Mm -hmm. because my dad saw everything from the air and he would Mm -hmm. like help people on the ground in certain situations and engage from the air, but people on the ground, that's a really, really intense job in Mm -hmm. the military that my dad is like, I don't know how they do it. Like, yeah. that's, you have so much control when you're up in the air. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so little when you're on the ground. Yeah, you're almost like safer in the air. You are. Yeah. Well, you're the safety net yeah. for the people on the ground. So totally. the people in the air are responsible for the people on the ground. There's some level of, you know, we just have a really amazing Air Force. So like, if you're in an American Air Force, typically you're like, fine. Like, yeah. you're gonna, things are gonna be okay for you. But it's your job to keep everyone safe on the ground most of the time. Yeah. So it's... Your mama just amazes me from Thank all corners. You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and she honestly, she sells herself short. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that's why I never understood yeah. how intense what she did. And I, I get it now, but even, even now, I don't think I really see it. Cause I just saw her when she came home Yeah, and she was like in mom mode. Mm-hmm. So it, it's very interesting to tell people that they're always so shocked. Mm-hmm. They're like, your mom did that. And yeah. I'm like, honestly, I don't even know what <laughs> she, she was up to. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> She was just my mom. She's I don't just know. my mom, honestly. <laughs> no, she's incredible. And like, she's a huge inspiration. I think that's why I like work really hard because mm-hmm. even though what I'm doing is totally, completely opposite of her on the other side of the yeah. spectrum, I want to show her that all that hard work she put in to like build a really great life for me and my brother mm-hmm. is paying off. And of I'm going to do the same for my she's, daughter. She's like the crux of the American dream. Coming here, yeah. doing that, setting it up for you guys totally. to do well and have a great, you know, beautiful life. Mm-hmm. So when you ended up having Suki, mm-hmm. by the way, is the cutest baby. How old is she now? She turns two in June. So I think she's, I've lost track. Like okay. Maybe 21 months. Okay. Okay. I'm a bad so mom. I don't remember. <laughs> you had her at 24. Right? Uh, yes. Okay, 24. 24. Oh my gosh. Feels like a fever dream. 
I feel like know? it feels longer ago. Yeah, it like, does. Like I feel think like about it. you with Suki, like that's Jula just synonymous. Yes, but it feels like it's been. We forever. are one. I know. It feels like that was decades ago. I think because you go through so much, you mm-hmm. know, like the postpartum phase is just so unreal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it hit me like a train. I never thought that would happen. Like in what it, way? I mean, just the the pressure of this little person mm-hmm. relying on you is so frightening. Yeah. And of course that of course. sounds like common sense. Mm-hmm. No, but like the reality, like what it really is when your baby is sitting there staring at you, I'm sure it's or, a different level of, <laughs> or when they're crying for three hours mm-hmm. straight because they're colicky. Like, God, that sounds, I was colic. My mom was like, I almost died. Uh, no, I, <laughs> I, almost died. I thought like me, me and my ex, we were just sitting on the couch mm-hmm. and she's just screaming. We've tried everything. And we're just looking at each other. Like, we're going to die. Mm-hmm. We are actually going to die. Like you're to the point where like you can't even maybe cry anymore. Like no. I would just be bursting into tears. Uh, like I just stared at a wall. You, mm-hmm. it, it's almost <laughs> like um, it, they should use it as like war torture. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they do use something similar. When Honestly, they're, when that's war pretend torturing. That would work yeah. on me. <laughs> yeah. I'd tell them anything. <laughs> yeah. That's why we're not in the military. Yeah, we're like, um, who, who made me have these rules that I can't tell anyone? I'm going to tell you. I don't care. Okay. So when you, you had Suki a couple years ago now ish, mm-hmm. you were with your ex. And mm-hmm. then when did you guys split and you started your like journey into single mom dumb? We split about, I'd say like a year mm-hmm. or two months before she turned one. Okay. But you know, women, I feel like women kind of leave the relationship months before First, they actually. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I feel like I was checked out as like day one at mm-hmm. the hospital. Yeah, yeah. I was checked out of the relationship. Well, you also have something else to focus on now. And I think sometimes a child can either bring you closer or it can be like you realize how much the child is much more of a priority to you. And mm-hmm. you almost feel like, I feel like in your case, you kind of made a decision like I am better and my life is better for my child if mm-hmm. I go forth alone. Totally. You know? And I think you, like as the woman, immediately you go in thinking like, okay, like my partnership doesn't really matter right now. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to matter for at least the next six months. I mean, everyone's different. Some people get pregnant literally two days after they give birth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but you both have to agree, like this is our main focus now. Mm -hmm. But I think for some men, it changes in their brain Mm -hmm. and they just choose to not focus on the kid. Yeah. And they choose to focus on themselves and think, why am I not getting attention? Exactly. Our relationship is Is different. different. Yeah. um, Yeah. um, A (laughs) lot of things have changed. A lot. I I could even like, I have a dog that is not a child. Mm -hmm. And when I am now with Joe, with my boyfriend, I realize that our relationship is different because when he's sleeping in the middle of us every night, I'm like, yes, the sexy time. Like if we're trying to have sexy time when he's banging at the door, trying to get in, we're trying to lock the <laughs> door like and the door is getting open. And we're cheek. like, oh, yeah, she's like, she's all about, there's been times where we're just like, fuck it. All right. Just put the pillow. <laughs> I cannot do like, that. I'm like, the dog happening? needs to leave. No, it makes it really hard to focus. Let me tell you. And that's a dog. Okay. Like what you're doing and yeah, having a I, child. That's another thing. It feels it was really uncomfortable for me mm-hmm. to have sex. Okay. 
after giving birth. Yes. I, it blows my mind that women get pregnant immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean. Well, do you mean physically uncomfortable or like, are you just like my child is near? Both. Okay. Like mentally, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is so inappropriate. <laughs> my daughter's cover in there. Yourself. Cover her eyes. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> she could hear us. Literally. You know? oh and, like she God, could so sense it. Mm-hmm. Like, what if, what if mm-hmm. I make a slight noise? Yes. Which is so weird because before I was a mom, like, I was such a like free and like sexual mm-hmm. person. Like I'm very secure with my sexuality yeah. and like I've done some crazy things <laughs> in college. I'll tell you that. I um, love that. <laughs> you know, my favorite people have. Yeah. yeah. Like, and now I don't know. I look at sex so differently, like almost as if it's really sacred because yeah. it is because you could create a child from it. You're like, I would know. Yeah. I did it. From experience. <laughs> So after you create that baby, you're like, wait, this is so dirty. Like, mm-hmm. this is so wrong. I'm not like shaming sex, of course, of but course. I don't know if something changed in me. Well, and, maybe like, it's also you're not like, as you said, maybe with the person that you think you should be with. That too. That you was also I mean? a problem. I yeah. think that was like my body telling me. And that honestly could be what it really was. Mm-hmm. Is like my body was saying this isn't right. Yeah. And that's why you feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's where you're getting this like shame and guilt from. Yes. Because it felt like once again, that wasn't my priority. It was my daughter, mm-hmm. you know, and like you're always you're you feel like you're in fight or flight mode, too. Right. When you give mm-hmm. birth mm-hmm. and if you're with someone who's not protecting you and helping you, feeding you, giving yeah. you water, helping you bathe like all of these things, literally the bare minimum yeah. is what I didn't receive. Because you're breaking your body and have to have a child, they should be doing the bare fucking minimum. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. That makes me so mad sometimes. It makes me, trust me, I was angry. And <laughs> like, that's also mm-hmm. why postpartum depression hit me really hard. And I, I watched so many videos on TikTok, which was actually made it worse. Mm-hmm. But I watched so many videos of women talking about this and going through the same thing as me. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately your partner makes a huge difference when giving birth. experience. Yeah. Yeah. And once again, that sounds like common sense too, Mm -hmm. but women get caught in this situation time and time again. Yes. Yes. I think you look at people look at relationships and for me, I've always looked at it. I don't want to say like systematically, but I've looked at it as a partnership for a long time. And it took me a long time to find someone I trusted. Mm -hmm. When I broke up, we got back together and building that trust has been important because in the back of my mind, I think of that, all the fucking time. As you should. I'm like, is this person going to protect me? Is this person going to, like, I would not date a man that doesn't, because of the, the way I think, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I I have never dated someone who would use, like, weaponized incompetence, who wouldn't cook, mm-hmm. who wouldn't clean, who wouldn't pay, honestly, most of the bills, because that's, I'm breaking my body in half, I'm having my period, I'm having a horrible time, mm-hmm. I'm going through postpartum, like, you're going to do something, and the very least you could do is pay my bills. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> of fuck? course. So I, I have these rules in my head, but what would you say to your younger self or to yourself now? What is your standard for dating men when you're thinking about, because I know you want to have maybe more kids in the future. What would be your standard now? Like, what are you looking for when it comes to a man? Now I'm definitely looking for, like you said, like a protector mm-hmm. and a provider and someone who loves women. Yeah. Like, genuinely loves them and who they are like their spirit Mm -hmm. not just lust after like women so like has a respect for Mm -hmm. what it is to be a woman Mm -hmm. and that comes in different forms and I think I've 
I still respect my partner in a sense because like we're still on good terms now. Like we're co-parenting, yeah. you know, like Suki's with him right now. Mm-hmm. And like, I still look at him as a best friend, but he just didn't like check off all those boxes mm-hmm. that I didn't even know were available or yeah. like were an option. Or boxes that you needed to be checked yeah. until they were not being checked at a time that you really needed them, Yeah, you know, to be checked. Definitely. Which is hard. That's the hard part is like, you don't know if someone's going to show up for you until mm-hmm. it happens. Mm-hmm. But then I think you've made a great decision. Obviously, if it wasn't, if someone wasn't showing up for you in the correct way, knowing that you might want to do this again, it's just like you need someone. You're like, I can't do this again this way. Yeah. It needs to be better for myself. You know yeah. I mean? And for my daughter, and for your child, you yeah. know, like absolutely. Now in a way I feel like, I feel like if this didn't happen with my ex mm-hmm. it would have happened with somebody else at a different age yeah you know and mm-hmm. i so i like try to give myself a lot of grace because it's it's the experience that taught me what i mm-hmm. need to do now and like what is best for me like i think a lot of girls or you know moms are in this situation where they feel like i want to leave like i'm not being provided for mm-hmm. like the way i was promised but I don't want to break up my family or Mm -hmm. I don't want to be a single mom because there's a stigma. Like Mm -hmm. there's the list goes on and on or like they, maybe they don't have a job and they, they quit their job to be a mom. So they have to rely on somebody. There's so many reasons that people stay in like loveless relationships. Of course. Obviously they want to save like their, their kid's future. Mm -hmm. But in my opinion, I, I would much rather have my, kids watch their parents be in love and mm-hmm. be happy or their parent just be, be happy single on and their be own. happy yeah. yeah I agree with that 100% I've had situations in my life where people should have broken up and totally. they didn't and it makes it harder on everyone else when you think that maybe keeping things together would be better mm-hmm. logistically probably easier you know yeah. what I mean everything's in one place whatever but I think it's maybe not always the best decision for everyone yeah just for the sake of staying together but that's one of those things that I think where you're kind of thinking outside of the box a little bit and deciding like what's best for me versus what quote should I be doing? You know what I mean? Which is very controversial, Mm -hmm. especially as a mom, because once you become a mom, people have expectations of you and they're very quick to point fingers and call you selfish or other moms in particular. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I don't really look at like people's profiles, Mm -hmm. so I'm not sure. And I don't know. I haven't been getting as much hate. Because I haven't been sharing as much motherhood lately. (laughs) I dialed back because, yeah, it was intense. Mm -hmm. The the response that people have it and it's coming from so many different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. So it's it's difficult to relate because you'll never be in my position Mm -hmm. and you'll never like you'll never be able to replicate my life and I won't replicate yours. So why? Yeah. Why do you feel the need to tell me how you would do it in my situation? Yeah. In my situation? And it does make you like when you care so much about something like that, like I'm sure it makes you feel like you do almost second guess for a second. You're yes. like, oh, my gosh. You're like, well, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, then you're the mad that you get defensive. And like, it's a it's an emotional roller coaster to have a child. But to mm-hmm. put that stuff on the Internet open to whatever criticism may come. Mm-hmm. That's really hard. It's tough. I think a lot of people also they think about their childhood. Mm hmm. And then project. they project that onto you. Yeah. And it's hard because you're like, look, I, I empathize. You know, mm-hmm. you didn't deserve that. But we're all trying the best we can. Yeah, we're 
we're doing, I'm doing my best. You're like, I'm literally doing my literal very best. I mean, I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't. Like imagine if I got an abortion, Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, I'd be damned in that sense. Totally damned. Yeah. I've done that. I have an episode on it. Was damned. Yeah. Was damned for sure. I, but I don't regret it at all. And I feel like you're the same as me where like when you make a decision and you're like, I made the right decision. Yes. And of course that crossed my mind because I was like, is this what I'm ready for? But it is something that I wanted was like motherhood. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately it just was with the wrong person. Mine was motherhood, but it was with someone I knew I didn't want to have a a child with. That Mm -hmm. was the thing, but I wasn't in a relationship with them. It was like, which makes it a lot easier, a lot easier to make that decision. Yeah, And I don't think people think about that, especially Uh, guys, you know, they don't think about it at all. They don't think about that at (laughs) all. And also they don't think about the healing if you do get an abortion, mm-hmm. I just, I'm reading uh, Play It As It Lays by Joan Didion. I've read the book. Oh my really God. Great book. I'm like yeah. halfway and I'm just like, oh, I can't. Mm-hmm. That is exactly why, like I just couldn't go through. I mean, not exactly why, but there's yeah, many yeah. reasons, but one of them was just, I I think I might've been worse. Worse. Than you have to my do what's right. Depression, of course, you, know? you do what's right for you. I've always wanted to be a mom. That's my number one goal in the next five years is like, mm-hmm starting that, really starting and finishing that process, hopefully in the next five years. Honestly, though, I said this in the episode about it because it was when Roe v. Wade got overturned and I did a Mm. really messy episode about my own story because I was so upset. I was actually living in D.C. at the time, too. So we were just so close to like everything. But I thought I was going to be because of that a fucking mess. Mm. I gave myself permission. I gave myself grace. I gave myself all of this space to feel that way. And honestly, after it happened, I felt so guilty that all I felt was relief. Oh, wow. All I felt was relief. There was nothing. I like gave myself like, I was like, do I need to write a letter to the soul? Like I talk about this in the episode. I was like, are you denying it that you're like going to like you're upset about this? It also was very, very early on. I found out in week four that I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. But I just but I had to make that decision for myself. And even when I was making that decision, I was like in my soul, I know this is the right decision. Mm-hmm. But just in case it isn't like maybe there's going to be fallout. I was setting up for that fallout. And I just woke up after and I was like, mm. Thank fuck that was an option for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's why I did the episode too. Cause I was just like, I remember that feeling and I want everyone to feel like maybe, you know, you are pregnant, you have Suki, whatever. You're like, fuck, thank God I got to have that option. Yeah. The choice is really important there. But I, that just is a good example of, we are so similar. We were in similar situations ish. Mm-hmm. Had I been in a relationship, maybe I would have chosen to like at least think about having a child, but the situation for both of us was a different choice with a different outcome and we're both happy with those outcomes. You know what I mean? But I think that I I hope wish people would hold space for each other in that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Today's episode is sponsored by Notion. So as a type A girly, I absolutely love Notion. I love a list. I love, I live by my to-do list guys, but I also just like make lists to categorize pretty much every thought I've ever had in my entire life. Every idea, every possible plan I might make categorized by a list. Don't even talk to me about traveling a travel list. I have a full planned out trip to Tokyo in my notion as we speak. So notion combines your notes, docs, and projects into one space that's simple and beautifully designed. You can also customize it, which I love when it comes to like font and colors and all those things. It's really, really fun to get creative with. And now the fully integrated Notion AI helps you work faster, write better, and think bigger doing tasks that normally take you hours in just seconds. So there's no shortage of helpful AI tools out there. 
but using them means switching back and forth between yet another digital tool. So instead of simplifying your workflow, it just becomes more complicated. Unless, of course, you're using Notion. You can save time and write faster by letting Notion AI handle the first draft or jumpstart a brainstorm or turn your messy notes into something polished. You can even automate tedious tasks like summarizing meeting notes or finding next steps. Notion AI does all of this and more and frees you up to do the deep work. Notion is used by over half of Fortune 500 companies and teams that use Notion send less emails, cancel more meetings, save time searching for their work, and reduce spending on tools, which helps everyone staying on the same page. Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash note to self. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash note to self to try the powerful, easy to use Notion AI today. And when you use our link, you're supporting our show, notion.com slash note to self. Note to self is sponsored by Squarespace. So if you are unaware, Squarespace is an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. There is so much on the back end of business that is difficult and it's so much of a learning curve sometimes as an entrepreneur to figure out what is going on. And Squarespace makes such an important part of your business, your website, so easy to build and manage. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience and sell anything from products to content to time all in one place exactly how you want to. So Squarespace can make it easy to start and sell your products on an online store. Whether you sell physical, digital, or service products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. And with Squarespace extensions, you can connect your store to vetted third-party tools to extend the functionality of your website. Another really important thing is they have email campaign capability, so you can drive sales and engage your audience with Squarespace email campaigns. This is a big one for anyone who's selling products specifically, like An email campaign, I'm just noticing that like everyone successful is talking about doing their email campaigns correctly. And Squarespace makes this so easy. They do make building a website easy for people like me who are just not, I just don't know what I'm doing. It's really, it's, it simplifies everything for you, distills it down. That's why I love Squarespace so much. So head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash note to self to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash note to self. I think it's important to have these conversations, you know, because mm-hmm. if you even like mutter the word abortion, yeah, people yeah. are like, oh, well, you're we usually say, my friends say like, shmishmortion. As of, like, we used to be like shmishmortion. So we would short it to smish sometimes and we'd all know what we're talking about. But I, I think the point of note to self really is being unapologetically a woman and talking about womanhood and yes. things that we go through. So it's a topic that scares me to broach sometimes and scares me to share about because I don't know the reaction, but I have to share what I went through mm-hmm. and what I what I felt about it, which is another reason I wanted to have you on specifically to talk about single motherhood and just how one, watching your mom do it must have been so kind of an inspiration by being like, or to, I guess, be able to leave and say, I could do this. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's it's hard. Like first, when you bring that up, I think about how hard it was for me going through it as a kid. Yes. And so watching her not really be home, mm-hmm. like actually just being alone a lot mm-hmm. is what made it really difficult. But it it showed me like I can do this right now. Like that's why I decided to go through with 
having a baby because of my job, mm -hmm. I had the flexibility to be at home while working. Yeah. Like if I, if I had a job where I had to leave, I would have not gone through with it. Yeah. Because I know how important it is to be with your kid all the time, especially like being with your mom mm -hmm. and, and just having that relationship and being close and feeling like she's always there. Yeah. And my mom was there of course, mm -hmm. in like the ways that she needed to also work. Mm -hmm. But I personally needed more from her. You needed more, more of her physically and emotionally yeah. there. But there. she couldn't give me that. Yeah, and, of course. And I get that. But you need certain things from your mom. Mm -hmm. Like you need that emotional connection. Like you need communication. Yes. And, you know, her life was just 100% all military. And it, communication is not really... <laughs> Big. No. Emotional communication in particular. Yeah. I also know like my boyfriend's family, one side of his family is Korean and I've talked to him a lot about mm. our communication and our relationship. And he's like, um, wait, Joe's Korean. His mom is. Oh, wait, I think you told me this. Yeah, he's wait, Korean. That's crazy. His mom's Korean. And he was telling me a little bit more about like Asian cultures like that. And she, yes. he's just like not a lot of communication going on. Mm -hmm. I, that's a generalization, obviously, but in his experience, that's how it's happened. Plus the military add on, mm -hmm. plus her being so busy. I mean, when my dad was in the military, he was truly a shell of a person, though. So, totally. Like, it, I mean, that's how they, robot, that's what they want you to be. Mm -hmm. And like, I always told my mom that, too. I'm like, you're brainwashed, you <laughs> like, know? I'm you like, are a robotic person. Yeah, like, are you you're real? a robot. <laughs> <Do> you <have laughs> thoughts? What the hell? Yeah. But I understand, like, it's probably pretty traumatizing. They have to be that way. Like, it's just yes. the way you survive. Mm -hmm. And that's the way your mom provided for you because she had to take on the provider role. So 100% yeah. understandable. But you do from your mom, you know need that physical touch you need like the yes. time you need I need a hug mm -hmm. I need a kiss softness like, hopefully yes. yeah I need to be smothered with love mm -hmm. but you know she's full Filipino like mm -hmm. and I know like her grandmother or her mom did not you know offer her tons of affection like yeah, my yeah. family just they don't hug mm -hmm. that kind of thing mm -hmm. and all of that's like so important I'm a very sensitive person because of that upbringing yeah so that's the changes I've made mm -hmm. as being like being a mom i I offer lots and lots of love. Like I want to be a safe space and I yeah. just, I just want her to feel loved all the time. Mm -hmm. And, and that she's, yeah. But also I have to love myself too. Mm -hmm. And I want to show other moms, you can, you can't always have it all, but you can, you can prioritize yourself and like your self love mm -hmm. as well as your kids too. And the more your kids see you choosing yourself, putting yourself first putting your career first when you have to mm -hmm. they will respect that especially as a woman mm -hmm. i think especially as a single mom who again you're saying you can't have it all but you can't have that that's something that's really important to me i like i like how you're talking a lot about modeling for suki like you're saying like i want my child to see an amazing relationship mm -hmm. should there be one yeah. and if not i want them to see me be happy on my own yeah and i'm sure there's so many things like i'm it's to me going back to my dad or my grandfather there's something about the visual of watching someone do something amazing with their lives and be like, oh, I could do something. Yes. I could do anything I want. You remember, yeah. especially when you're young, mm -hmm. because, I mean, you don't have a lot of responsibilities. You're not distracted. Mm -hmm. So they're always watching. They're paying attention. Like, mm -hmm. Suki's always grabbing my clothes, putting them on in like, yeah, yeah. the mirror. <laughs> and then she'll go up to my phone on my tripod. and She'll be like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, I feel like you sometimes post stories of Suki holding the phone. Yeah. And just like that. Suki, y'all, Suki's the cutest. First <laughs> of all, her is. name perfect yeah Literally I really couldn't think of a more perfect name I've had that name saved since like 2016 oh my god it's so good she's named after Suki Waterhouse mm -hmm. 
Suki. Oh, I love that name. I literally, it fits her so well. Mm -hmm. She's so, she seems very like animated. Mm -hmm. She's a Gemini. So she's like, she's very bold. Okay. You know? Yeah. And she's, she's, she's just funny. She's, <laughs> she's a silly girl. So what are some ways that you prioritize showing yourself love as a single mom? I think one big way you've chosen is obviously blazing your own path, choosing to do your own job, making really hard decisions for yourself with a certain level of confidence that mm -hmm. like, this is, this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to stick to it and we're going to make it work. Other than that, the deep ones, you know what I mean? What are some other ways that you just like truly try to show yourself love? Definitely like beauty, any beauty care, like mm -hmm. getting a massage or like getting a facial mm -hmm. when I can. I mean, not like every month, obviously, yeah. but when I get the opportunity, like free time, like I really try to tell myself like, leave the house a mess. Mm -hmm. you, it will be here when you come back, but you won't always have this time to go get, you know, a massage mm -hmm. and relax, like truly relax and hang out yeah. and, and hang up and like mm -hmm. just take away all the responsibilities from this other little person that relies on you, which is so hard because you have mom guilt. Of course, I'm sure. And I've met a lot of moms different ages and they all don't give themselves time to do really anything. Mm -hmm. They always think like, oh, how can I bring the kids? I'm like, leave the kids with dad. Yeah, you okay? have to please leave the kids. Just leave them. <laughs> Find a place. Because they, they'll think like, oh, he's not going to do it right. Mm -hmm. Or like, oh, well, not everybody's yeah. partner is like that. But there's a big majority yeah. whose partner just doesn't do as much because sometimes moms feel like they have to take on this load mm -hmm. because someone's not going to do it right. Like, fine, I'll just do it yeah. instead. And that's how you, that's how you, one, don't give your partner like respect to mm -hmm. be able to carry their own load. Yeah. And then you just make it harder for yourself and you feel guilty because you're not like, I guess, succeeding. Because you, you won't, know? you can't succeed. Because you can't, you're burnt out. You can't be perfect. That's yeah. the thing. That's something that I need to hear when I think about parenthood because I'm a person like that. I'm like, we're, mm -hmm. again, it's that I can do it. I'll do everything myself in my work. I try mm -hmm. to do everything myself. You spread yourself too thin. Nothing gets done or it gets done poorly and you're stressed the whole time. So mm -hmm. it doesn't even get done well. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like that's such a good point that I've learned even in just relationships in general. Like I have to like let a person just be the person and trust them to do stuff totally. because you can't micromanage. Yes. But I'm sure you want yeah. to because this is your child. It's mm -hmm. like the most important thing in the world. Yeah. To you're like, I'm a carefree mom though. I'll be you honest. are. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, what does like, that entail? You think, you know, like <laughs> I'll bring Suki out places and people will be like, Hey, your daughter's like putting a rock in her mouth. <laughs> and I'm like, she does. That's that. what they be doing. You know, she does that. That's, she, they're I, tasty. That's, here's the thing. <laughs> I think that's realistic momhood. I think that's how yeah. a lot of moms get on like baby number three. Mm -hmm. Like my mom was like, I'm already on bit. baby number three. That's <laughs> yeah. how I act. And you're, you're like, because you can't, you can't actually carry that load. I feel like at some point, yeah. maybe, maybe you started differently and now you're like, I literally can't do this. No, I was like that from the beginning. Really? Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously when they're newborns, they're just kind of there. Right. They're not really doing anything, yeah. but I want her to know, like she can do whatever she wants. Cause I've seen helicopter moms mm -hmm. and it makes me uncomfortable because I'm, you know, yeah. we're very much not by the book. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to tell Suki like, Hey, you can't do that yeah. well, because she actually can. I want mm -hmm. her to feel empowered whenever she goes after something bigger when she gets older. Yeah, I don't want her amazing. to like doubt herself and think like, can I do this? Like she can absolutely do quite literally anything she wants. Yeah. And if she dreams it hard enough, she mm -hmm. can. So 
right now as a kid, I want her to just feel like, like the world is her oyster. Like she has her independence yeah. and she's able to do what she wants to do. Even as a younger, mm-hmm. as a young child. I mean, like I, I need to adopt this. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure course. that I will. Like, I don't know what I'll be like as a mother, you know, yeah. you, like, you never know, but it's a good thing to hear that. Like, that'll be like a yeah. little tidbit. That's going to be the back I mean, of my mind. It's easy now. Cause then she can't even talk, but yeah. like yeah. once she starts talking, I'm probably going to put my foot in my mouth and it's going to be different. <laughs> You're be like, never mind. Never, never mind, mind guys. <laughs> Fuck off. I have so many rules. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's no, so funny. I can't imagine. Like I get worried. I'm like, what is going to happen when she becomes a teenager, mm-hmm. she goes through puberty. Like, what if she wants to have sex? Like, all of that keeps me up at night. I can't imagine. I had a talk with Joe about that recently about, like, just, it was like a sex thing. Like, um, this girl wanted to stay, like, a she's 18 or 19. She wanted her boyfriend mm-hmm. to stay over. But the, and the mom was like, I'll let her stay over with the boy because they're going to have sex somewhere. And I'd rather, if they're going to do it, I want them it to be here, not in their car somewhere, getting, like, arrested for indecent exposure. And I'm like, that is such a mature standpoint I don't know but like sure enough scary (laughs) so scary and I was asking Joe like what do you think and of course we don't have children so we're both like I think I think this but like I don't know I have to like figure it out when I yeah I mean I I guess I guess that makes sense because Mm -hmm. I was doing that at Mm -hmm. like 16 (laughs) yeah you're like um (laughs) maybe we'll see what happens (laughs) it's just tough I'm sure it's just really tough but also I wanted to ask you real quick because you mentioned that um, Suki's with her dad right now. Mm-hmm. So y'all are successfully co-parenting and yes. kind of to go along with like, you give him the freedom to be the parent he needs to be because this is also his experience. You totally. know what I mean? What are some co-parenting tips that you have that you feel like work? Like what's y'all's schedule like? Our schedule is like just 50-50, like okay. half the week. We both mm-hmm. work from home. So we're definitely blessed that we're able to just drop her off. We both own homes. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a very stable similar environment when she's switching Mm -hmm. so yeah we just split the week and we're we're always texting you know I mean it's not the same texting like it used to be when we were like lovers but Mm -hmm. now it's just like oh Suki's really constipated and he'll literally send me a picture (laughs) of this like softball (laughs) size poop that came out of her tiny body you're like what the hell How's your butt that big? Even I feel so bad for her it was very painful (laughs) but yeah just overly communicate with each Mm -hmm. other, which is funny because we probably should have just done that Mm -hmm. when we were dating, but (laughs) it's easier to do it about someone else. I think it is, you know? Yeah. And just be kind to each other, Mm -hmm. like uplift each other, let them know that they're doing a good job and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Cause it is really hard, but I think like me stepping back and giving him the chance to do this on his own Mm -hmm. has empowered him as well as a parent. Mm -hmm. And I think it's made their relationship so much better because he wasn't kind of standing in the back, like waiting for me to do something. Mm -hmm. Now he has to like actually do it. I'm like almost parenting him. Well, it's like you're talking about how you said and kind of in the beginning that you were essentially forced to trust yourself because you chose the road and you chose. And I think same with being a single mom, like you chose this road, you were forced to do it. And you're giving someone else the ability to be forced to have to learn yeah, without coddling them. It's very scary, though, Mm -hmm. to give that trust because I'm always wondering, I'm like, what is he feeding her? Like, yeah, you know, I'm sure. But that's really hard. It is hard. Today's episode is sponsored by Vegamore. Real change happens when you're consistent and achieving the hair of your dreams is no exception. 
Thanks to Vegamore, sticking to my hair routine has never been easier, and I'm finally seeing the results I've always wanted. So Vegamore products are 100% cruelty-free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the consistency is absolutely key. I've made it part of my daily routine for quite a while now. You'll know I've talked about Vegamore for a long time, and I actually mentioned this in my 75 Soft episode, which I'm still going, I'm not going to say going hard on, I'm going soft on. (laughs) I use my Vegamore Grow Hair Serum every single night without fail. I take it with me when I'm traveling because I know that when it comes to using this product in particular in any hair product at all, you need to be consistent with it to see results. So for best results for your hair, you need to use these products for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller healthier and thicker looking hair. And let me tell you, it is so, so worth it. So I've used both the Grow Shampoo and Conditioner and the Grow Serum. Fun fact, Vegamore sells one bottle of Grow Hair Serum every 15 seconds on their website. That's how good this stuff is. I also adore, adore their Hydrate Mask. And I don't use it every single day, but I use it weekly. So that's my like consistency cue with that one. But let me tell you, the Grow Serum has changed my life, especially kind of in the front of my hair where things get a little more sparse, like the baby hairs, it's a game changer. Elevate your hair wellness routine this year with Vegamore. For a limited time, get 20% off your first subscription order by going to vegamore.com slash note to self and use code note to self at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash note to self, code note to self to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash note to self code note to self. I think that's a huge tip for the co-parenting. Like, I don't know how much of my audience is co-parenting right now, you know, maybe some, but I think that's really a big thing that you kind of have to like kind of override your own anxiety and your own ego in a lot of ways, I'm sure. Yeah. And And like you said, just don't coddle people. Even when talking about Suki, like don't coddle your kids because Mm -hmm. I feel like you just, revolt if you yeah, yeah. are coddled yes. at some point I definitely did yeah same yeah I was yeah that was not for me for yeah. sure I mean my parents were very realistic in a lot of ways but I was the first born my mom like just loves mm-hmm. affection and but I physically I don't like physical affection so that was one of those other things that like the more it came the more I was like no yeah so I think whenever you smother your child in any way with anything it's going to be like a please stop doing this to me totally moment with maybe some rebellious acts attached later. So when it comes to now dating. Oh yeah. How do you approach that as Um, a single mother? Approaching it. I've been on hinge. So like it says like I have kids on it, Mm -hmm. but I approach it. I would prefer to be with someone who has a kid or kids. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've dated like different guys. I'm not like exclusively dating anyone I've mm-hmm. just been on like maybe four or five dates with uh, with like three other guys and the ones that don't have kids it's just so obvious like yeah that they don't have any other responsibility they have a l- little bit too much freedom and mm-hmm. it's unattractive to me okay a lot of them have dogs I guess that is a Not little bit same. of response yeah Not the same but I I can't, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I like hate dogs. Really? I, I like dogs. So I hate other people's dogs. Yes. That Unless makes, if I had a dog, I probably would love yeah, it. But. Like, I don't, I don't want to say hate. Like there's some dogs that I love. Like we met a dog the other day at the dog park named Fred. He's Aww. the teeniest little long haired, like mini dachshund. Oh, I'm like, I love Fred. I love Fred. I love a clean yeah. dog. I love yes, a dog that I connect dogs. with. 
Yes. But when their breast smells, oh my like god, licking me. Like sometimes when Winnie's like, breast smells, I love her to death, and I'm like, I'm actually, we, where's her greenie? Where's yeah, her greenie bone? We're getting breath. groomed. The breath and the the fur everywhere it mm-hmm. freaks me out. And sometimes they have that dog smell. Yes. I don't know. I'm I'm weird about like textures and like smells and stuff. Well, I have so. a rule about Winnie in particular because she's getting bigger, and I'm like, you can't have a dog. You have one. You can have one of the three. The dog is big. Yeah. The dog is stinky. And the dog isn't trained well. Yes. And Winnie's probably going to be relatively large. So mm-hmm. she's getting sent off to a board and train five week program Good. where she is going to be. And she loves to get trained. I just don't. I'm not a professional. I don't really have a ton of time to like train her exactly. And I want to know it's being, being done right. So I'm getting her professionally trained and she gets groomed on the on the clock. The Love second that. her breast starts sinking, we're getting groomed because yes. it drives me insane when other people's dogs are big and stinky and poorly trained. And I'm like, no, you're going to be one. You're going to be probably kind of big. So mm-hmm. we are on, we are on it. Yeah. But I, otherwise, I'm not like a, I love other people's dogs and I love other people's children, but I know that I'm, for me, I'm like, this is the best dog. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> <This> dog. <laughs> I mean, some people are like, I don't like kids. And I'm yeah. like, no, I have the best kids. Yes, like I have the, that would be me. Yeah. I'm like but, be like, my like cat Suki smells. Like I know she like stings a little bit, but like, I'm like, but that's her smell. I love her smell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I totally understand. But yeah. how do you feel about cats? I don't like cats. Okay. I just, I don't know. I don't like dander. Like that mm-hmm. really bothers me. I yes. don't like feeling dander anywhere. It just weirds me out. I feel that. Okay, back to but, the dating. Oh yeah. yeah, back to dating. <laughs> like, what am I trying to say? Oh, like I saw this one guy, this Greek Australian guy. Mm-hmm. He he has a daughter and like, he's very like successful. He's much older. He's like mm-hmm. in his forties. Okay. And like, that was such a different experience for me because my ex is like around my age. Yeah. So to like meet a guy that is like, so like, and he has his own business, mm-hmm. like is very successful business Yes, to see that was very attractive to me. Okay. And I guess dating different types of guys, like this other guy is 30 and he mm-hmm. lives in a condo mm-hmm. and he, doesn't have any kids and like he's a lawyer but he he doesn't have any friends like I've just met like all these different types of guys different ages Mm -hmm. come from different backgrounds and I guess what I'm saying is get that experience like meet all kinds of guys before you make a decision because obviously it's permanent Mm -hmm. but it also just I don't know gives you like the tools to figure out what you actually want and need and who you're going to be compatible with yeah because I think before I just thought like, all you need is love. I knew you were going to say like, <laughs> love is enough. <laughs> love is not enough, babe. No, no. <laughs> love don't pay the bills. My issue is I never really saw love, like like true love growing up, but I saw partnership. Mm. And so I was always looking for partnership first. So I got into a bunch of relationships where I didn't, I liked them. We mm-hmm. were really good friends, but the, that love section, like the love part wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So I like, we ended up, ending because it's like we don't want to like I don't want to bang this person really like I don't want to like but they're my best friend I'm obsessed with them you know what I mean I was like they'd be a good dad they'd be good at this Mm -hmm. but I grew up in a scenario like that whereas the falling in love came for me for the first time at 26 years old really I never met anyone that I was in love with because I just didn't even imagine I don't even think I've really been in love either I feel like I I just enjoyed being wanted mm-hmm. and I enjoyed the benefits of relationships. Yes. Like I think I saw that structure of them yeah. and, and was like, well, I get along with this person. They make me laugh. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't know. I think I just bring the magic 
I brought the magic to a lot of yeah. my male friendships mm-hmm. and just turned them into something that was quote unquote romantic. Yes, I got you. I yeah. got you. So I'm interested to see what love will look like for me at this age as a single mom mm-hmm. because they also need to be in love with my child and be in love with the idea of showing up and being a father mm-hmm. even though they're not related yeah because if you love me you have to love her too I've seen that side of TikTok or I'm on that side of TikTok where it's like the stepdad just doing like literally is feels like the dad the you know? dad that like stepped dad. up yeah yeah literally <laughs> that when you're saying you're dating a bunch of different guys just to close out here for funsies. Yeah. What are you liking right now after you've dated a few guys? Like, are you wanting someone maybe older? Does that mean something to you? I don't know. I think it's more, I don't think the age matters. It's more of like your maturity levels. Because well, you're a very mature person. I feel like you've probably been mature for a long, like your whole life. Yeah. You just had to be pretty mature, mm-hmm. especially if you're going to be kind of alone. A lot of the time your mom has mm-hmm. this crazy job. She's a single parent. It calls forth a version of yourself that you have to be kind of grow up. Totally. And so I feel like you need someone. Maybe I, here's the thing. I think an older guy would be good for you. Not like way too much older. So the way you can talk to him about stuff. Yeah. But I feel like you need to be like, we talk about protected, taken care of, because I think that's going to be so transformative, obviously for you to be able to be like, relaxed. Yes. That's what I want. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I want to be relaxed. Like, and I want to be able to do my job. Like, have my brand and like do content creation mm-hmm. and go back to the fun of it, not doing yes. it like to pay my bills. Pressure. Yeah. I don't yeah. want the pressure anymore, which sounds, I feel like kind of spoiled of me to say, but I understand. Yeah. I mean, I just, I I'm here to it. validate that. Let me tell you, <laughs> I deserve it. it's not spoiled. That is really, like, I feel like if, unless you're involved in it, you don't really see the back end. and knowing you doing all of this, cranking out more content than I do for sure with, little help and with a child it's just like you are you're working your fucking ass off yeah I'm tired I'm like can somebody like take some stuff (laughs) off my plate like please because I don't know like women's like hormone cycles like what we go through like a whole month yeah like and guys it renews like every day Mm -hmm. like they have different levels like I just want to be like a princess I want like so yeah honestly to answer your question I think like a guy in my 40s I think I hesitated saying Mm like 40s yeah but it's because this last guy, I, I feel like they kind of give you lectures, like mm-hmm. older men, like yeah. give you history lessons. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, there's something stable about this. <laughs> yeah. There's something honestly. protective and stable about what you're doing. I'm not listening, but like, <laughs> keep going. Keep going. What do you, you don't do much else. So that's great. Yeah. That's one thing I'm really liking about Joe lately. He's not really, doesn't really go out mm-hmm. anymore and watching him drink. Like now he's having a problem where every time he drinks, he throws up. Oh my god! And I'm kind of like thing. awesome. Keep it up. Like, okay, great. You're yeah. not going out ever again. <laughs> he's becoming. He turned thirty, and mm-hmm. I swear he is a different person. Huge difference. I actually was asking him last night. I'm like, what happened to you? Because you're like a dad. Like, yeah. He's like trying to get like a dad SUV. He's wearing dad <laughs> clothes. It. He's talking about being a dad mm-hmm. a lot, and I'm like, what is? Something happening. just changes, you know? Yeah, I think our breakup had a lot to do with it. He was like from yeah, afar. I put everything into perspective. Get, yeah, my shit together. Mm-hmm. Because like, I know that you. Yeah, you I that's hot to me. Somebody mm-hmm. with their shit together. Mm-hmm. And then they keep, you know, pushing the envelope. Like, I yeah. love that. Patience. That's something I definitely Oh, need. yeah. Patience. patience. Yeah. Just being calm. Like, understanding. Do you think it'll be hard you know? for you to accept help 
when that does come along? Like, do you think you're going to feel, cause I was a, as a very independent person, it was hard for me to like let go and kind of let someone take care of me in a way, even though it's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard, but it sounds like you are good at letting go of that like ego side of things. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, well, with this last guy, the Australian mm-hmm. guy, he, when he offered things, I think I've been so like in my like masculine, as mm-hmm. they say. You're like, I don't need this. For this past year. Yeah. Like, no, it's not more of like, I don't need this. Uh-huh. It's more of like, oh, I didn't realize like I could ask for This was for available. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But which is funny because when I was first dating my ex, like I was treated like a princess. That's why I thought, I remember yeah. seeing that from afar. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like I, everything just switched up once I became pregnant. It got mm-hmm. taken away, which yeah, is yeah. like a whole bizarre podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> but- I had experienced it and I fell into that soft life and I was like, wow, this is the first time I've ever done this. This is awesome. So that's why I got pregnant. You Mm -hmm. know, it's very easy to get pregnant when you're living the soft life. Yeah, of course. Use protection, ladies. (laughs) Be careful. (laughs) Please pull out. (laughs) But no, I'm still in my masculine right now because like I'm a single mom. Like I I can't be in my feminine right now Mm -hmm. or I won't, you know, I won't make money and all that stuff. So it's hard. Yeah, being with a guy... I don't think I could fall into that soft life while dating him. It would be hard. I would Mm -hmm. need like a ring. Yeah. And that's also another thing that I'm requiring when I get into another relationship Mm -hmm. is that I need a ring in like six months. Yeah. Or I'm not going to see you again. You should know. You know when you know. Yeah. (laughs) We're done. I want them to have a ring like ready, honestly. It's already purchased. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not messing around. Sorry. Wait, I love that. (laughs) That's a great place to close out. Summer knows exactly what she wants. I love that for you. Okay. So tell everyone where they can find you if they want to follow along on your life. Yeah. You can follow me at Summer Rachel Warren on TikTok, YouTube, and Mm -hmm. Instagram. Amazing. I'll go follow her. She's like, truly one of the people I followed for the longest at this point, like consistently. Yeah. And I like watch everything and I know what's going on. And I feel like we've been like lifelong friends. Truly. <laughs> and like, I will physically pull photos of Suki up. Like I've done this to Joe and I'm like, Stop. look at this, look at this baby. <laughs> this is Suki. You are actually. not the first person to say this. <laughs> I'm obsessed. This is so cute. From afar. But thank you so much for coming on. I'll have to have thank you back you. on. Also, I might be moving here. Oh you my God. <laughs> yeah. So, so we can, we can do this little, we can do a little motherhood segment sometimes. Yes. Oh, we could yeah. shoot at the global ambassador too. We, I need help with some photos Yes. without having to hire an assistant. I'm so excited. That'd be great. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank y'all so much for listening to today's episode. You can catch a new episode of Note to Self every Thursday. Please, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the good stuff. I always want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review if you have a sec. Follow Note to Self on social for all the behind the scenes action and more info about the show at NTS by PS on Instagram and at Note to Self Pod on TikTok. And I'll talk to y'all next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.